this live if you're listening to this on the podcast i don't really know what day it is but happy whatever day that it is i'm your host maria daniels and this is successfully chaotic and today i have a special guest dana johnson with me today and we are going to be talking about some very important things our boundaries i know we've heard a lot about that it's been kind of a, a word that's been thrown around a lot in recent years about making sure that you establish your boundaries and whatnot but it's critical it's crucial and actually it is the key to your well-being i'm going to let my guest jump in and introduce her a little bit about herself and we're going to get this discussion going i feel like that's my number one boundary is <laughs> i hate talking about myself <laughs> Well, I mean, I can, I can try, but I feel like you're going to do a better job. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I feel like the only way to grow is to push boundaries or at least some of them. So that, what we're here for. So my <laughs> name is Dana Johnson. I'm the owner of Dana's Desk Virtual Management. I launched my business um, at the height of all the craziness in 2020. Oh, wow. Purely meant it to be a side hustle um, because I was a single mom at the time of three children under the age of like six or seven. I can't remember at this point. <laughs> um, together. <laughs> it, it blurs, but like I was... Yeah. There was, there was a lot going on and I just want, there was a lot of craziness and uncertainties. So I wanted to make sure I was getting us out of debt faster. I wanted to build a nest egg in case like, just in case. Yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> um, and not rely on other people. I was moving into a new house. Like I had a whole lot of bills that I was trying to navigate and balance. So I also wanted something that allowed me to work from home and be more present and intentional in my kids' lives because um, divorce, as many of your listeners probably know, is stressful in itself. But my sister had made a comment, not in a mean way, but a very eye-opening. My oldest son, who was five or six, he essentially lost both parents overnight because I went from being a stay-at-home mom, essentially up his butt all day, <laughs> like, let's go do stuff, to his dad is now gone and living in a completely different house and we're in a new town and I have to work 40 plus hours a week. So that kind of broke me a little bit and I was very sad. So I was like, all right, we have to fix this. So how can I find something that maybe I don't have to work as much as many hours during the week or occupy my weekends and I can fill it in. Yeah. So that led me to opening Dana's desk. I help, um, with all things operational. I like things to run smoothly. I embrace minimalism in all things possible, including back-end operations. So I come in, I see what you're doing, kind of poke around your business <laughs> and then see how we can reduce overwhelm by like combining tasks or automating something. So it's less that you have to manually do and focus on. So you have more time Honestly, not even time. Just have more blank space on your calendar. Because if you look at my calendar at any given point, it looks like a rainbow just exploded. Oh, yeah. And I don't oh, want that for my clients. 
I do really well for a while. And then it's like this, this slow decline into insanity again. And the bad part is, is I, I know better, right? Um, I know better. But before I know it, I'm like all the way, way off the wagon again on my unbusiness, you know, goal. Um, and I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that kind of fall into that because most entrepreneurs, we have all the ideas all the time. Yes. And it's hard because you're also, you need to be networking and you need to be, you know, also, also doing the work. And, you know, for many entrepreneurs, even if you have some people that work with you, which I do, I still don't have technically all the people that I would need to be able to take a lot of those things off of my plate. So I love that you said that because I think number one, it's very needed. And number two, kudos to you for just going ahead and doing that. Cause that's, that's a scary move. I remember when I made that leap and I happened to not be single at the time. I have been divorced. I've been divorced and remarried. My first four kids are from my first marriage. My last three are from my current marriage. So I've been there. And did not realize you had seven children. I have seven <laughs> children. Um, that's usually the first thing people are like, wow, okay. And I, then I get, are you Catholic? No. Are you Mormon? No. It's a long story on how all that happened, but you know, it's, I wouldn't change having it now, but that was not the goal. I didn't like sit and write in my diary as a kid that I wanted to have seven kids. I thought I was done after the four until I got remarried and he wanted more children. So I was like, here we go again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my husband and I have had a conversation about that because he loves babies. And I'm like, yeah. I need you to tell me real fast if we're yeah. having more kids because me and pregnancy do not get along. So yeah, oh no, I get that. I totally, totally get that. It's, <laughs> it's funny. What my husband didn't tell me, he told me after we got married that he wanted more kids and he actually wanted 14 kids. This is coming from a man that had no kids. That you want a 14 i'm like you're insane you don't know what you're saying we'll talk about having one and then we'll go from there but 14 is off the table it was he has this, this is like dream of a big family or something but oh it's just it's funny kind of how those things kind of navigate and become kind of part of our journey because again i never planned it, it wasn't anything i planned but i wouldn't change it now i never planned on being an entrepreneur really i mean i always had kind of my side hustle you know in the wellness world i was a trainer for a while and then you know, in a nutrition, all that kind of stuff. And that was a side hustle for uh, like 20 some years at this point now, but I still had like my normal, like nine to five job that I worked until I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, it was the same thing. Like it wasn't a plan, but I navigated into it. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they find themselves there, whether, you know, it's a loss of a job or, you know, they're having to take care of a, a sick loved one. Or like for me, I ended up, deciding to do that because my son that's 14, he's autistic. And it just became very hard to navigate his needs with therapies and all these things that was going on and be able to go and work for somebody else that didn't mm -hmm. understand because they didn't live that life. They didn't understand that I had, you know, one day he was this kid and then tomorrow he's a whole different kid. You know, yeah. that was hard to understand if you've never been there. So for me, again, it wasn't a plan, but that's where a lot of entrepreneurs end up. And so in the middle of doing that, our boundaries are on the back burner. We don't even think about it, right? We're in that everyday survival mode of just trying to make it happen. And I that's why I really wanted to have this discussion today because I think it is so important because it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're working a nine to five, or maybe you're just a mom or a dad or whatever. We all need boundaries, right? There's very real reasons for it. But you know, today specifically, because I know most of our listeners are entrepreneurs, I did want to talk about it from the entrepreneur standpoint, at least heavily. And I wanted to ask you just like, with your own journey, how did you first recognize the importance of boundaries and you know your business journey? Because I know, like you said, you you were working and then you transitioned 
into working from home, there's a lot of boundaries that's going to happen. Um, and I know with my journey, it's, it's just now, and I've been doing this for a while now, it's just now kind of getting to where even like my loved ones around me, not necessarily like my husband and stuff, but like, I'm not going to name them, just people in my family outside of my house <laughs> that still to this day don't completely get that it is a real job because they've actually quoted, well, you know, so-and-so has a real job and so they can't blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I have a real job. <laughs> this is a real job. I work a lot, you know, so and I think that there's this idea that, you know, it's not for some people. And I've heard lots of entrepreneurs say that. So again, there's boundaries in that way to say, well, no, I can't, you know, just stop in the middle of my workday because yes, I'm working from home or from, you know, still an office or building that I own or whatever it is. I can't stop my day and go do this because it's, I'm still at work. Was that yeah. something you experienced with, with, with other people understanding your need to kind of step outside and start a new business or kind of what was that journey for you? Well, so I will call my dad out. He flat out. So he's like, I don't understand what you do. So yeah. I find you in my elevator pitch and, and how I explained it basically based off of him. Um, as entrepreneurs, we all know we wear multiple hats. We face a lot of challenges. You with seven children is a challenge enough. But then when you add autism or anything else, extracurricular, extracurricular activities, there we go. Like anything. I mean, those are challenges to go over. Um, and that was really where it was coming from for myself. Mine was more internal. I needed to set boundaries and make myself follow them for myself because I will work all day. I will sit in this corner part of my desk and not move, not get water. I'll only get up if like I have to pee or yeah. it's time to go get my kids. And even then I'm rushing out the door because I'm like, oh, I can fit <laughs> one more task in. I could do this one yeah. more small thing. And so I had to set boundaries for just to keep myself in check, um, almost like gentle parenting myself, like things take longer to do than you think. And I don't want to work all night. <laughs> I want to sleep. Yeah. I would like to actually watch video games, like play video games or play D&D and watch it, binge watch a TV show. But honestly, and, and read, like I miss reading and I don't get to do that as often as I would, because by the time I open my book, I make it two pages and I'm out. Like, yeah, I, know. I, I feel is. that. I feel that in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to protect my time and my energy um, and like minimize the amount of demands where my time and energy needed to go. So I create, I, I learned to like batch things yeah. um, and not do the back and forth. Well, when do you have time available? No, here's my scheduling scheduling link of when I'm available that I've already predetermined for this quarter. I usually do it on a quarterly basis or maybe seasonally. Like when school starts back, I have a little bit more time, but it is strictly between the hours of 8.45 by the time, because that's when I get home and like 1.30 typically yeah. because by two, I need to go get my kids and everything else in between. So I take a lot of that into account, um, just mainly to protect those things. Um, I have anxiety. <laughs> we have determined that I have 
overwhelming anxiety. And so that was another thing that I really wanted to reduce stress, constantly working and burning the candle at both ends, especially when I was working a full-time job and trying to grow this business. Like I was losing clients as fast as I was gaining them because I was just tired and missing stuff and so stressed that I couldn't really move forward, which is embarrassing to say as an entrepreneur because i'm supposed to be this leader entrepreneurs but... have all been Ooh. there i'm telling you i, I talked <laughs> to a lot of them we've all had our moments that we're like oh man i'm not doing that well you know i need to and this is why you know and those are those are kind of those things that help us step up to that next level and i'm glad that you share that i'm glad that you're being authentic that's honestly what this show is all about because there's plenty of shows out there that are like, well, I did this and I did this great and I did this and it was so amazing. And, and that's fine, whatever, high five. But I want to I want to hear more of that kind of stuff, because I think it's if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all had those moments and some maybe yeah. you know, quote unquote worse than others. But, you know, we've all had those moments. I, I fake quit my business like so many times. I can't even tell you the, the amount of times I've ugly cried to my husband. I am done. I don't want to do this anymore. And then by the next morning, I sleep and I'm completely fine again. You know, I'm completely fine again. And you know, when I kind of like look back at it, I've, I've got myself into that over busy state every single time. And I don't even realize I'm there. Like, it's not like I see the gradual progression. It just all of a sudden, boom, it's there. And I'm like, crap. And you said something a minute ago, you said um, things take longer than you think they do. I, that that's, you just, that's me that you just like told my entire life story because it'll fit in the little my little calendar, right? It's so good in there. <laughs> yes. Well, so great. I think we have a, not to blame social media in a sense, but like we're so used to seeing like these powerhouse entrepreneurs. Well, I do. I only work 20 hour work weeks. Well, yeah. you also have someone or some ones multiple mm -hmm. on the back end of your business that you can do that. But yeah. if you're just starting your journey and you are, or a side hustler ready to take that leap, but you're not quite there yet. You don't have a team. You are a one man, one woman show spinning plates like at the circus and hoping something doesn't fall down. Absolutely. <laughs> right? No, absolutely. Um, so I laugh because I do the same thing. A couple months ago, I, was, I just cried. I was like, I'm going to get a real job. <laughs> I said, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I just want to clock in it out and be done with it. And But I know I'm too stubborn and like too dedicated. I put all this time and effort, like it's going to have to be successful at this point. It's fine. No, I get so, it. <laughs> um, some of the tips that I, I kind of like worked with myself, um, like I said earlier, was kind of batching. Yeah. I batch days. So I, ha and it's on my calendar. If you ever want to see it, schedule a call with me and I'll happily show it off. Um, like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are um, lead follow-ups. I don't look any other day. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I get that. I do the same things. I, not the Friday, same days, but. Friday, I also have like continuing education. Like I let that be the day where I almost rabbit hole into whatever has fit my fancy or like has pulled my attention. I will give myself like a dedicated however long up to an hour usually of having the hundreds of tabs open and learning about it and diving into it. And if it's something that I really feel like, Oh, I need to implement this, then I'll create a task in my project management tool. If not, it goes on this living Google document where I will come back to it yep. later. 
So maybe we have, never. We have a similar system that. on that. We do. I, I call it my brain. Dump. I actually have a physical version too. I'm um, right here that I always have with me. I always have a brain dump journal with me. Ooh. I have it in my purse. I have it by my bed. I have it by my desk because I am very ADHD, which a lot of entrepreneurs are. Let's be honest. Yes. And so I have all these ideas and I used to, like you just said, rabbit trail down that. But now I dump it in my brain dump journal and I will, you know, look at that at a scheduled time. And batching has been huge for me. I would say when I make sure and keep up with it. And I do 95% of the time, but there are some times that I'm really good at negotiating with myself that I can do it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also put in my, a few tweaks to my calendar. So someone recommended, she actually has, she's an ADHD entrepreneur coach. She ah, says, yeah. put in your calendar, the travel time. Not just when you need to be there, but like that, like extend it to when you need to leave the house at the very last minute, you have to go. So that's been helpful. Um, and taking breaks. I put in yeah. break time. So my watch tells me if I've sat too long and it'll buzz at me and say, and stand up. Yes. <laughs> I know to get that up. It's time to get up. And yeah. Well, and I think those, those, those are little tricks that you figure out um, that actually works. That I do the same thing as far as I do schedule in my breaks, because if not, I'm one way or another. Like you mentioned earlier, you will sit there and just work and work and work. When I'm in the zone, I will stay in the zone. It'll like turn dark and I'm just like still here. And the same thing, like I haven't ate, I haven't drank. I don't even know what's happening, what time it is. It's just like I zone out because I get in that zone. But then there's other times I'm having to like block myself like 30 minutes, right? You're going to sit and do this for 30 minutes. You can do this for 30 minutes. I promise, you know? So it's like, there's no, no even medium for me. I understand that. So that's our prior. I would say prioritize tasks would be, yeah. it would be good. Um, I do that. I have, like I said, a project management tool and it tracks all my daily, weekly, monthly and quarterly tasks for each client. But yeah. within that, I will write on a piece of paper, like my top three. So if there's yep. three clients ha that have like a deadline that's looming, I will, I'll write them down and the things I need to do within it. Um, just cause physically writing it down just makes it that much more serious to me. I don't know why that is. <laughs> same thing. I do the same thing. That's so my journal is over here. I'm, it's, I'm leaving it open because I, I think have we're twinning. I we're twinning at this moment. <laughs> I am feeling the twinning vibes. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had to learn that these things, honestly, the hard way. You know, yeah. um, that's how I have to learn everything, though, because you could have told me like to do these things. But before I felt the sting of not doing these things, I wouldn't have never done it. I would have been like, OK, cool. That's a great idea. And then not ever done it. Um, but yes. Uh, I've had to feel the sting of not doing it. And so like, I try to implement these things and I, I even have, I don't know if you guys, so I'm trying to think what camera this is on. Um, right there. <laughs> Ooh. So I've kind of got to the point of doing that now. Um, and for people that are listening on the podcast, um, I just showed my little um, post-it wall. Um, that's where I put, I have it like color coded that way I can look up there and I know if I have, you know, we'll say 20 minutes and I'm in kind of that flow zone, I have a certain color that are things that I can pull from and go ahead and work on that task. That's helped me a lot. Like it helped me a lot. And, you know, I think that's another thing with boundaries is you not only have to have boundaries with other people, <laughs> you have to have boundaries with yourself because 
we know ourselves better than anybody else. And mm-hmm. I, I said earlier that I'm really good at negotiating with our, myself. We're all really good at negotiating with ourselves. Nobody can negotiate with us better than us. And so if we don't want to do something, we're going to give ourselves a thousand excuses to not do it. And so I've had to kind of know my own negotiations and kind of combat that with something that was easier to kind of pull from. And I, I love the the top three. That's something that I found useful as well. And I think people that are listening um, kind of give a little bit about how you do that. That way they can kind of, if they're not really sure about the top three priorities and how you pick those, maybe they that will help them a little bit. Um, I pick mine. So I communicate with my clients almost daily on Slack and I kind of, and I'm in their inbox anyway. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, I mean, I see their conversations. So I, on the back end, see what's kind of causing them stress. And so that's how I based my priorities. So currently at the time of this episode, we, um, I have a client who's in a middle of a rebrand and it is causing him stress, but I wasn't in his inbox. He made me my own, but at the end of last month, he added me into his. So now I have like a bird's eye view of really what's causing him overwhelm and stress. Um, And this part of the rebrand is a whole new website, adding new galleries. There's a lot going into it. And I could tell that that was like exhausting him. So that is my priority this week is getting all of the galleries and he's a wedding photographer. So anytime you put a picture or a photo on your website, it needs to have a metadata description, title, tag, Mm -hmm. SEO, all those things, (laughs) all of those things. So there's like four galleries that still need to be done. And I'm like, he hasn't asked me to, but I'm hyper driving getting those all done with the correct metadata tags adding them to the website and then creating the individual galleries but then updating his portfolio page all of the nuances that go in that and then um and that's taking time i have worked out longer than my normal business hours but i can tell it's bothering him so i want to make sure it gets done in a timely manner and i can only do so much while my children are awake and here from school so once they go to bed i get back to it i have two more to go and it should be ready by tomorrow for final review and hopefully he can go into the weekend where he has a new wedding or an event and that stress won't be on his shoulders while he's trying to you know connect with a couple and like can really focus on that that's awesome so basically you're like you're like a a a fairy godmother that's what i'm hearing and i'm like i I need a fairy godmother (laughs) like that's what i need i need a fairy godmother that's so my sister (laughs) has joked with me she was like your posts sound more life coachy than admin i was like i'm I'm literally all up in their life yeah (laughs) because most entrepreneurs if you're in their inbox it's not all like it's not not all professional stuff you have so many like couples layers layers (laughs) of stuff there's a folder in your inbox that's personal oh yeah and i'm gonna see it and like i can see what's bothering you and i am a nurturer i cannot remember my enneagram but it's it's a nurturing one where like, I want to just mother you, I'm mother all the things. And so when I know it's important to you, once you are my client, 
your stresses, your overwhelm becomes my stress and my overwhelm. So that's how I base my priorities. If everything's good, you're in a low season and we're just kind of doing maintenance. I'm still going to treat it important. Like it's important to me, but the priority is going to be someone who still has like 10 events or is in the middle of a launch or in the middle of a big rebrand overhaul. They're going to need a lot more time and attention and like not day by day updates, but minute by minute updates. So I'll use one of my VAs to help those that are in a lower season so that the others get my time and attention and focus to get those moving and like calm their fears. No, I think that's awesome. And I think that's, you know, a good place to even talk about, cause I'm the same way. I'm a nurturer. If, if I'm involved with your business or involved with you, I am like, like all in there's pros and cons to that, which I'm sure, you know, <laughs> but I'm all in and I'm invested in it. And, but that's again, where I think as entrepreneurs, we have to make sure that we're really good at our at protecting our own boundaries and our own, energies on stuff because it's really easy to give more than you can afford to give and i've done it many 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 times Mm -hmm. way more than i can afford to give and because i want to fix it i want to nurture you i want to do all those things and i think a lot of people are like that a lot of women that i know are like that and i always end up getting an email from a guy saying well i am too and i'm not saying that guys aren't just many women that i work with and are around our nurturers, right? And we want to we want to take care of everybody, but we have to make sure that we are having those boundaries to take care of ourselves. Because, like I mentioned earlier, it is the key to our well-being and being able to figure out that balance. Have you been able to, you know, figure out just for yourself, you know, the balance of having, you know, your own personal boundaries to protect your own energy and being able to kind of balance the boundaries of the things that are needing to be done, you know, in your personal life and your business. My balance for like prioritizing, I would say I can't have more than three clients that I focus on at a time or I I just don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) Um, I also don't do well with back-to-back meetings. So I can't do, like today was a very, today and tomorrow are unfortunately um, heavy meeting days, but it's the beginning of the month and sometimes that happens. But let me actually look at my calendar and I can tell you bird's eye. So tomorrow I recorded a podcast this morning. I had a coffee morning meetup right before that. So I had to rush home to prep for the podcast, which I I did say to um, protect my time and energy. I said no to my camera being on. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just not in a mental head space. And I probably look like a crazy odd woman. So we're just going to leave a camera off and I'm going to be able to interact with you a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. And then right after the podcast, because it went over um, a little bit, because they usually do, I had a me I jumped immediately onto a call with a client for our weekly sync. Then I had to rush to go get my daughter. (laughs) Um, I got home and tried to do a little bit of work and stuff food in my mouth. And then now we're doing this. So after this, I'm very done for the day. (laughs) Well, and you're gonna have days like that. And I think that that's another thing that I kind of want to bring up because I think there's this idea in the, not only in the entrepreneurial world, but just you mentioned social media earlier in the social media world heavily that, you know, once you 
you know, start having boundaries and recognize your boundaries that there's not ever going to be a moment where you lose them for a second or lose them for, you know, a day or, you know, whatever to some level, because life happens. Right. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. And that's also why my show is called successfully chaotic because life is chaos. I don't care how great your life is. I like my life. I mean, some days, like I said, it's a dumpster fire and some days are great, you know, but all in all, I would do this again. And, you know, I think that's the thing that you're going to have days where everything goes amazingly. And you're like, you know what? I am checking these boxes. I have got this. And the next day is going to be a flaming dumpster fire. And you're gonna be like, what the heck just happened today? And I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, and I think that's the reality of it, that being able to establish, you know, your boundaries and being able to establish, you know, your priorities and all of these things that we do, you need to do it. It's very important, but it doesn't mean that every single day that it's going to work out the way that you plan, because you're going to have days where lots of things happen that were way outside of your control, way outside of your view of potential of happening. And honestly, this sounds, I don't know, I guess kind of bad, but I've always got to the point lately of just planning for the chaos. Like, you know what? There is going to be something that goes on today, guaranteed, that is going to try to derail me because I've got a lot of moving parts with all the kids and then my husband and then businesses and, you know, everything, like you mentioned earlier, every plate you add in is another potential for mega chaos. And so now I tr- I expect it. <laughs> so I'm not shocked. I'm just like, mm, oh, well, this, this, I guess this is what was chosen for today. All right. So here's what we need to do. And honestly, looking at it like that has caused way less anxiety because before I would plan for this like wonderful day with my planner and my stickers and, you know, my calendar and everything's great. And then life would happen and I'd freak out looking at my calendar like this wasn't scheduled, you know, and it would derail <laughs> my whole day, my whole entire yeah. day. So, I, I mean, I think that's an important thing to kind of talk about too, because boundaries are important. You need to have them. You need to know them. They are definitely the key to the well-being, but you're going to have days where they don't work. <laughs> I think that's where being adaptable or, um, yeah, more adaptable because I use my calendar as a foundation. Yeah. This is what, like, everything's going great. But I'm my background's in wedding planning, and if you, if any of your listeners has done anything in the event space, nothing literally nothing goes a hundred percent according to plan no matter how much planning and collaboration you do these events will still turn out wonderful but the transportation might get stuck in traffic or catering forgot some utensils like it could be very minor things that no one else cares about but it doesn't it still didn't go according to plan so I think with like accepting the chaos and because it's just life, life is chaotic. No matter what you do, how minimalist you are, there's going to be some chaos. None doesn't mean it's bad. There's just, it's life messy. Kids alone are messy. My house is a mess. (laughs) It's fine. So one of the things I've learned to do when my calendar does start to get like piled up is I had to give my per- myself permission to say no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, that could be no to work requests. I've turned down. Someone wanted me to, they kept sending me work, but they didn't align with my type of client. 
And I was like, I may need the money, but I'm going to say no, because that's going to be more work on me to learn all these systems to navigate their something like they didn't email. And I was like, I'm not working with anybody that can't email me. (laughs) Not being on the phone all day. I'm sorry. Um, Or say no to social engagements. Going to networking events are wonderful ways to grow your business. But if you're going to like 10 a week and you find yourself by the weekend just so drained, you don't even want to go grocery shopping, maybe space those out a little. Just a thought. (laughs) And then delegate. Maybe is there someone that could go on your behalf a couple of times? Like some networking groups let you have a sub. So your business is still getting represented, but a close friend is going for you or there's some admin tasks that you put off for the rest, like the whole month, almost like doing your taxes. Well, there's those, there's always those people that wait till the end of the month, like the end of the deadline almost. And then they're rushing. Delegate that to a bookkeeper. Then you don't have to worry about it. And it's a tax write-off. We all love those. (laughs) So those are my two like practical strategies. And that doesn't have to be monetary. It could be a barter system. When I first started and I needed social media graphics, but I'm bad at it. I bartered like five hours with a graphic designer, which is nothing during the day. I just managed her inbox and did some social media like outreach. And she took care of my graphics for the whole month. And it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and that gave me the space to grow, figure out what I, you know, like, don't like. Now we have a better partnership and I'm working on a few projects where I'm going to pay her now. Yeah. So no, I, I, lo- I mean, I love that. And I think people have got away from bartering a lot. I'm still a fan of bartering. Now I live in a rural community. I'm in the middle of nowhere and it's still popular out here. But, you know, all in all in the business world, like you don't see it a whole lot anymore. And I don't really know why, honestly. I, I think there's lots of ways to be able to barter, especially for small businesses that are starting out or entrepreneurs that are starting out to be able to get what they you know, need to have happen and be able to you know, um, not have to spend budget that they don't have to you know, allocate toward that at this moment. And I, I love that you brought up bookkeeping because that was one of the first things that I subbed out with my business because well, I can tell you from my own experience, I tried to keep my books and I'm using quotation marks, uh, like finger finger quotation marks, but try to keep my books the first year and it was awful. And I had to pay the accountant to go backwards forensically and do it correctly, which is much more expensive, let me tell you. So it's cheaper <laughs> to go ahead and do it on the front end if you've got a lot of different dollars and stuff coming in. Um, I know some businesses that do it themselves, but there's a simple and straightforward and mine is not It's complicated. So, you know, that's one of the first things that I did sub out because unless you're a bookkeeper, then that it's not easy to do that. So, I mean, yeah, I love that you mentioned that. I think that for me was a boundary. Like I'm not good at bookkeeping. That was expensive. That was stressful. Um, you know, I, this is one of the things that I'm going to, you know, budget out to be able to do and that's protecting my own energy, protecting my boundaries, protecting my business. And I tell my accountant, keeping me out of prison. That's their that's their goal in life is just to, to keep me out of keep everything legal, keep me out of prison. I wouldn't enjoy it there. So um, that's the whole. Um, I'll say hiring a bookkeeper was also the first thing I did um, because I that was the only honestly with full transparency. It's the only way I was able to get the confidence to feel like I can do this because I had a bookkeeper saying you are bringing in enough money to, I mean, I'm a broke CEO still, but 
I can pay my, I can actually pay myself. I got the validation from my bookkeeper that I'm bringing in enough revenue in my business to pay myself to replace most of the money I was making at my full-time job. That's right. Yeah. And I love that idea using the bookkeeper to get that validation, because I do think that is a big thing for people who are still working a nine to five, have the business as the side hustle for now, wanting to step into it full time, but aren't sure when that moment is. Now, I, I didn't do that. I just randomly quit my job like I do everything and then ugly cried all the way home, not sure what I was going to do. That's how I do everything in life. This, so. <laughs> I'm not one of those commission people. I yeah. need, I need to yeah. know at the end of the day, me and my people, I mean, we might be eating ramen for a whole month, but we're covered. Yeah. And that was, I was like, what happens? And I kid you not <laughs> the week, literally the week I put in my two week notice which my, my husband now actually helped me write. He was like, I already got it ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> He's been fine. trying for months. The day, like the, within three or four days of putting in that offer, um, I lost two clients and I was like, Oh my, all the words I probably shouldn't be saying on social media were coming out of my mouth. I was in panic mode. Cause it's like, of course this is happening, but I, I knew the process because I've done it before. My friend, we pulled cards for the like the transition of the moons and things. Oh. And I just kept moving. <laughs> and I mean, I have clients now, so obviously it worked, but man, that was that was scary. <laughs> well, and I think you're gonna have those moments though. But honestly, like I'm a big believer kind of in when you lose people like that, it's for a purpose because you're accepting people that are actually meant to be there you know i you know i'm a big believer in that kind of stuff or maybe you were just meant to learn something during that to get you out of your comfort zone to go out to be able to get the clients you needed you know but all in all like i think that those things are definitely things that happen to you know all entrepreneurs i've this small business is like feast and famine i say that all the time if you own a small business it's feast and famine so during the feast don't eat it all, right? You don't eat it all. You still put yourself on a budget on things and prepare for the famine times because it is going to come. I don't mm -hmm. care what business industry that you are in. I can tell you some are worse than others as far as like how volatile they are. I've worked with lots of different industries and I can promise you they are all like that on some level or another. So you have to kind of pre-plan for that, you know, of that ebb and flow. <laughs> We've got lots of yeah. stuff right now. And then, you know, you hit a certain point, it's like, okay, it's crickets and there's no one. And I think that was a big thing for me when I first started my own business was figuring that out that, you know, like, okay, well, this is just how this industry is, that this industry is is very much a feast and famine type of thing, like a, a lot of them are. Um, and, you know, but I, again, I congratulate you on keeping going through it all because <laughs> right. I mean, and I think that's why a lot of businesses, you know, small businesses fail early on is because people hit that first speed bump and they're like, oh no, you know, this is not going to work, you know, but it's not true. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. It just means that this is kind of part, this is part of it. It's just not the parts that most people talk about, right? It's just yep. people talk about that. Oh, I did this and I did that, which is great. You know, that those are things to celebrate, but it's also important to talk about those speed bumps that are going to happen. And that's when you decide, okay, like this is still something I want to do knowing that it's going to get better. Yep. 
being ready to pivot because it always happens. Absolutely. And I think that's where the prioritizing tasks. So kind of almost circling back and I apologize, but so a lot of these were geared focused on like your client work, but honestly you need to treat your business like it's your client. So in those three daily tasks, uh, like priorities, at least one of them is something to do specifically with Dana's desk. At some point every day, I need to do at least one thing to improve my business or maintain my business, something. Um, so that I would just, for anyone that's listening, I think that's important. Um, break larger tasks into smaller ones, especially if it's a major task. That way, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, when you're like, oh my gosh, what did I even get done? Even if it's something as simple as you created your email newsletter or something, you can like check off something successful. It's ready to go. You're connecting with your audience. You're building visibility. It may not work right now, but there's organic growth happening. No, I love that. I think those are, are great tips and great tools. And I know, I feel like I could just keep chatting. Cause like I said, we've, we've been 20 and I'm like, she's my girl. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, I do that too. Um, but I, I do want to be conscientious of your time. And I want you to kind of let everybody know where they can find you and where they kind of connect with you. And, you know, then we'll kind of wrap the show up at it. I appreciate you coming on here today. This is, this has been a great conversation. And I think I like it when I'm able to talk with people who are super real and authentic about their journey, even with the parts that are, like you said, well, that's kind of embarrassing, oh, but it's not because we all go through those things. And I think it's great that you are so real and upfront about your journey. I wish more people were. <laughs> it would have made me feel so much better yep same here so that's my promise to like whenever i'm connecting with people um whether it's through email social media whatever i let them know like i'm not going to give you a sales pitch i want you to work with me because we vibe very well mm -hmm. so um i like i said i'm an online business manager for wedding pros i'm also growing into pinterest management i'm a big nerd about growing organically um so anyone that would love to chat, my website is ddvirtualmanagement.com. I also have a free Facebook community where I kind of coach as well. It's the Dream Chasers Collective. Um, and I can share links with those. Um, for we'll make, yeah, that, well, one of the things is that you can go back into this on our uh, Facebook um, or even send it to me and I can put it in here if you wanted it for the live show. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, you'll be able to go down in the show notes and you'll see the links in there. So we'll make sure it's in the podcast. Perfect. And that's pretty much it. it well, no matter where you're in your journey, if you need to even vent, I have a scheduling link for that and we'll just laugh, cry and sip some coffee. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and we actually said we should start scheduling times to just get on and just like vent and cry, like scheduled cry times. <laughs> you know, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Yeah, because, you know, I try to stay pretty optimistic and positive on things, but after a while you feel like it's like, like crushing you. Right. And you're like, it has to come out. Right. 
And oh, so this is a crushing people. week. I yeah. cannot wait to chat. Honestly, my bookkeeper is the person I go to for that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I we will we are having a session soon. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's it's great to have those people. And if not, you know, reach out to us and maybe we'll schedule a cry session. I don't know, you know. I'm okay. 100%. <laughs> so, all right. Well, if you are listening to this on our podcast platforms, if you don't subscribe already, if you would please hit that subscribe button, it really helps our podcast grow. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you found this helpful, make sure you share it with a friend. Until next time. stop for traffic lights. I really wanna know